0: on the outside of the door to lock me in my room. A bit of panic, for sure, because I was now locked in my room and I couldn't get out. You could imagine how blessed I felt that I lived on the ground floor and could easily escape out my window and go around and retrieve retrieve my key. I think for most, we look at keys and think about what they will allow us to access. My church key lets me inside the church. My car keys let me inside my truck and to use it to get around places. My house key, which I just found, lets me get in the back door to our house. The P.O. box key lets me get the mail. The safety deposit box key lets me get to the millions of dollars that I have saved up. (laughs) Okay, well, at least to some of the important documents. But it's a pretty easy mental shift to think about how those exact same keys can be used to keep out I lock the church doors to keep people from entering and possibly vandalizing the space we hold as sacred. I use my car keys to lock my vehicle so no one is tempted to steal it or take things out of it that I need. I use the P.O. box key and the safety deposit box key to keep others from nosing around in my business and taking important items. And I bet most of us, lock our houses at night specifically at night to keep all of the bad things out there's a propensity I think on some level for us to think that bad things do happen at night and we've certainly associated evil that happens in the darkness keys can literally be used to keep all the bad away from all of the good. It is this perspective that I want us to consider the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And to do that, we have to start in verse 18, where it says that Jesus will build his church on the rock, that's Peter. And he says that the gates of Hades will not overcome it. Hades, for most of us, is the same thing as hell. But it really refers to the realm of the dead, not the place of punishment to which we associate hell. It can also refer to the doors of the underworld, from which Satan comes and goes. It is from the gates of Hades that evil launches its attack on the church, in different places, with different people, and with subtle but heretical teachings that can twist the authentic words and meanings of Jesus Christ into something not of Jesus Christ. The good news is that Jesus has promised us that no matter what, those attacks will not overcome the church The church, established in and obedient to Jesus Christ, will not succumb to the evil ways of the world. That's good news. In this passage, Jesus unveils his plan to the disciples to use them as the beginning of the church. And the church, with its message, its instructions, its teachings that Jesus Christ has been living out in the world, will come up against some opposition, and the most severe opponents will issue forth from the gates of Hades to commence its attack against the church and ultimately the kingdom of heaven. We've already learned that the disciples represent the future church and that it will be like a boat in the treacherous waves. Now we learn that through the church, its message its teachings, how it points to Jesus Christ, and having arrived at the feet of Jesus Christ, we, you and I, can enter into the safety of the church. Once inside, we can slam the door shut and lock it so that all that is bad out there can't get in here. Literally and figuratively, theologically and spiritually, the church should be a safe place to retreat when the onslaught of evil, when the ways of the fallen world seem overwhelming. If we think about keys being used to secure places and things and people from all that is outside, then the image of Peter with keys in hand is not that of the doorkeeper to heaven, but instead functions as the sentry, ordered to keep Satan at bay and evil from entering the church. But Satan and evil are sneaky, aren't they? Sometimes it's real easy to see when those attempts to break in have happened. It's very easy to see Satan at work and evil working in the church. And sometimes the only way to recognize Satan and evil is to be wholeheartedly connected to and continually moving toward a deeper and greater understanding of all that Jesus has taught. Peter and the disciples were taught by Jesus for three years. Jesus gave Peter the keys to the kingdom, and so the new keeper of the keys now has authority within the church as administrator and teacher. Here, Jesus gives the primary disciple, Peter, the authority to continue Jesus' teachings and to act as a decision maker about how to shape the Christian life, especially as it informs how we live our lives battered and torn against all that is coming against us. And today, the keeper of the keys are each of us. Each of us have been tasked with ordering and structuring our lives on the foundational teachings of Jesus Christ and to secure that foundation from the toxic and eroding ideals of all that is not Jesus Christ so that those who are being battered by the gates of Hades can run to the church Fling open its doors and enter in and experience the joy and the safety that is offered here. To find respite within a structure that rests on a solid, solid foundation. It turns out that the keys to the kingdom of heaven aren't on a key fob or stuck in the ignition or on a remote, nor are they in Peter's hands dangling them in front of us when we approach the pearly gates. When we really, really, know that Jesus Christ is our Savior, all the temptations of the world, all of the emotional theft, all of the undermining and backstabbing, all of the lying and deceitfulness that hurts us so bad, still, still won't be able to overcome us. Because we, like Peter, have also been given the same keys to the kingdom of heaven. When the attacks against us and against our own salvation have been launched, it feels so, so good to shut the door and lock it out, doesn't it? It's comforting and it's safe knowing and understanding and feeling Jesus Christ in our hearts. The keys to the kingdom of heaven are within each of our grasps, and they are offered to each of us when we get asked, Who do you think I am? And when we answer with, You are Jesus Christ, the Lord. You are the Son of the living God. You are my Savior. We might as well have picked up the keys and entered in to heaven. Would you pray with me? Holy and gracious God, we thank you for offering us the keys to heaven. Help us Answer the pressing question of who you are in our lives. God, we pray from the very bottom of our hearts that that answer reflects the divine revelation that you are our Savior, that you are the key to the kingdom of heaven. All of this we pray in Jesus Christ's name, and all God's people say.